Okay, we're on Daf Tesvav. We explain that when it says, Mi Gila Levana, you will reveal to my children, this can be explained like it says in the Parsha Beschanan, Yitain, who will grant, who, being the operative word, that their hearts will be to them to fear me. Now, if we look in the Medrash, in the end of Parsha Kisava, it, it suggests that perhaps it should say, Atatain, you will give. And that's what the Gemara suggests as well. Then, of course, this raises the question of Rav Moshe Alshech that we have the rule that everything is in the hands of heaven except for the fear of heaven. So how is it possible that we could suggest that Hashem should grant the fear in our hearts? And as the Marsha explains in his commentary on the Gemara, quote, that even though everything is in the hand of heaven except for the fear of heaven, nevertheless, it is obvious that the hand of heaven also does direct a person towards good. There are many psukim that support this notion. And based on all of this, it is clear that we should say that when it says that he has united my heart to love and to fear him, you recognize that from the davening just before the morning Shema. And as it says until him, that he unifies our heart to fear his name. However, if this is so, how then are we going to square this with the statement that everything is in the hands of heaven, except for the fear of heaven, when these quotes seem to suggest that it is in God's control to uh, shape our Yerushalayim. And therefore, we must say, as the Bechia explains, that when we say all is in the hands of heaven, except for the fear of heaven, that means that the heaven, the term Shemayim, is a reference to the loftiest levels of the Midas, through which the world is conducted. These are chesed and gvura that are called fire and water. Eshen mayim, put together, you get shemayim. But yira shemayim is not linked to thee. It is linked to a level that is higher than these loftiest milis, because Hashem is not a composite of midas. That's why we say that Hashem is no thing, not everything. Regarding this, it says, mi yitain, who will grant? The emphasis being on this unknown. Like it says, who will grant that the pure are pure, that the Tameh are purified from Eoi. This level of who? The unknown, which is a reference to the unknowable Ein Saif that surrounds all worlds that cannot be comprehended. Because down here, the level of Shemayim, there is opposition, one against the other, Kohelis. There is the negative characteristic that offsets and challenges the positive, the godly, which is not the case in Ein Saif, where darkness cannot even darken Hashem, and mountains will melt before him. Similar to which our sages say that when we wish somebody they should have children, life, and parnasah, and it says that it's not in a person's chus. This is not the minus of chesed and gvura. This is a mazelzach that a person has, which is the quality of keser, something higher than accomplishment or intellect. We could also explain that when it says that we have awareness and we have choice, that Hashem knows what will be. And before we do it, he knows whether we'll be righteous or wicked. Nevertheless, Hashem's awareness is not compulsory. It doesn't change what the choice will be made, like the Ramam explains in the laws of Tshuva. And the Raiva there says that Hashem's knowing it does not declare it to be so. The point being that awareness in Das Elyon, that is, this awareness of something higher than intellect called Keser, this original thought, which radiates in a characteristic that is Makin, and therefore a person is not impacted by it to be compelled in his behavior, whereas in the Midas that is drawn down within the person and internalized. Regarding this, our sages say that the Malach asks, this child, this literally this drop, what will be of it? Will it be wise or foolish? But it doesn't say it will be righteous or wicked. 
because everything's in the hands of heaven except for the fear of heaven, that is. In the hands of heaven, it is not linked, this Yerushalayim, but certainly not in the hands of a Malach, who's only a host of heaven. He has no authority here. For this awareness that Hashem has, that he knows that this person will be righteous and that one will be wicked, is a very lofty level detached from this world. And therefore, it's called the all-encompassing light that includes all the stages of Ishtalshalis in one thought. And that's why Hashem can see from one end of the world to the other all in one glance. And it does not manifest itself in anything personalized or internalized, but pnimius. But the Midas Alyanis of Hatzilis that are called Shemayim, through which Hashem conducts the world, and therefore this knowledge does not compel choice. Everybody is given the authority to make their own. However, this idea that Hashem has set up in the world, that Das El should not radiate in something that is internalized, not even in the Midas Alyanis, in order that it not compel choice. But if there is the will before Hashem to radiate in a certain manner, in a, in a sense that radiates personally, certainly this it will be expressed in a level of panemius. Like it says that a great uh, fear fell upon them, this is in the book of Daniel, not because they knew what was going on, but their mazel sensed it. Regarding which it says, me, yitain, this unknowable benefactor will grant that he will fear me, me yitain, is that which is hidden of all hiddens, where there is this power to draw out Yira, even though it's in the hands of heaven, and uh, where there is not this characteristic. If so, when it says, mi yetein, this is similar to what it says in the Gemara, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu davins, that his uh, midah of, uh, of harshness, of justice, should override his midah, uh, should be overridden by his midah of character and kindness. Like it's explained in the Sefer called Shushan Seidais, uh, one of the students of the Ramban, that Hashem is called the light that radiates in the uh, upper Midas. And this is the one that he dominates, that it should come down from those upper Midas, this characteristic of Rachmanis that is higher than the Midas, regarding which it says in the Pasuk, who will know the spirit of man, that which is elevated on high, that this seems odd, because it then says that the spirit returns to Hashem who granted it. How do we then say mi yodeya? But the point is, based on what it says in the Medrash, in the end of Parshas Azinu, and I do not know which way my soul will be directed because it says, who knows the spirit? Now this seems odd. That Moshe Rabbeinu, the author of this statement, should be sort of befuddled. Shema nafshay, where will my soul go? And it's chas v'shom, it comes down towards this world. What does this say? That my uh, I'll have a, a restful uh, neshama. The l'chaira, the spirit of the animal is pointed down here, and it has no sustenance. But rather, what this certainly means is that heaven and earth are not just the physical heaven and earth, but they are the characteristics of zun, of atzilis, that's called heaven and earth. That earth is the quality of malchus, regarding which it says the earth is the footstool, and it says your people are all righteous, they will inherit the earth. Now, the neshama is combined of these two characteristics, heaven and earth, because they are bold, they are born through the unification of zun, uh, but however, there are loftier neshamas that the primary neshama comes from Zah. That's called a Shemaim. It's a Shemaim type of neshama. And some that come from Malchus, which are called Aretz. And that's the Ruach Adam. And then there's the opposite. Some people, they're primarily Malchus. They're primarily Ban. They're primarily more animalistic, like the Malachim, who are described as a lion and an ox, and the Shvatim, who are also described with animal terms. And this is the humility of Mesh, that he was not sure which one his neshama was. Because even the heavens are called 
the loftiest garden, and the earth is called the lower garden. Like we know, who is there in the heavens that my people I do not desire the earth, or me that they do not desire the earth. And regarding which it says, who knows, meaning who, me, is the one who spoke and created the world. He is the one who knows. That is, the spirit of the person who goes up. And this is also the Indian that it says, me, who, your day, will know. Yashuf, he will return, and he'll be rested by God. And this is what it means when it says in the Yisro. That is, you find twice that it says until him, me, yitain, who will grant? Why? So Levi says, one Pusik says, me, yitain, who will grant? Baha'i above him, and their heart will be. Uh, and the Talmud says another pasuk: "Miyitain call am Hashem nevim." You should grant that all of Hashem's people should be prophets, not like the teacher, not like the student in this world, but in the world to come, they'll both be true. That we will have a pure heart and we'll all have prophetic awareness. Where do we know this from? The teachers that it says, "I will grant to you a new heart." And where do we know this from? The students that it says, "It will be afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh." end of this quote. And all of this will be in the time of Mashiach, where it will be the revelation of this level that can now only be referred to ambiguously as me, which is the 50th level, me being the gematria 50 of Bina, which is called the gate of the strong, regarding which it says that Oisius Eitan, this, this characteristic of this strength, will be drawn down dafka in the future. Here's a mimer that starts on page Tesvav Amibes. It says the idea of the Torah that was given Har Sinai and not on Mount Tabor, Mount Hermon, Mount Carmel, that they also campaigned to have the Torah given on them. Like it says in the Tagim Yonasan and the Pasuk, that they also thought that uh, there was reason that Torah should be given on them. They were the mightiest mountains, the most the luscious, etc. That is, that the idea of the exaltedness of these other mountains is the idea that they elevate themselves up. And Gassus is rooted, this elevation is rooted in a negative characteristic. Like we know from the story of the breaking of the Kalim, and Torah is to produce bittel, that we should not be uh, desecrated thereby. And this is what it says, if a person will consider himself like the wilderness, that everybody will trample on him, he'll have no Gassus. Torah was gifted to him, like it says, my soul is like dust to all, and therefore open my heart to Torah. And that's why it was given on Sinai, the small mountain which does not elevate itself. However, we have to understand, if this ca- the case, why is it a mountain at all? <laughs> Hasina is also a mountain. It's also higher than a plane. But the point being that in truth, even though a person has to be extraordinarily humble, nevertheless, he still has to have a little self-strength. Like it says, I will raise up my heart in the service of Hashem, like it's explained in other places. Because if there won't, then he won't have the, uh, the gumption to approach Hashem in service. He'll say, who am I? What is my service? And that's why he has to have some sense of this pride in his heart, with passion and desire within it. But this bitdal has to be the primary. And this is the idea that the humble are consumed in Hashem through Simcha. That Simcha is the strength and is the uplifting of self. But Simcha has to be drawn out from humility in a sense of distance from God. Like it says in the Sefer Shalbanim and Tanya, that from the perspective of the body and the animal soul, one is grotesque in his own eyes. His simcha rather comes from his nefesh alakis and the divine spark that is invested within it. Like it says in the end of the Dira the more a person thinks about his insignificance, the more lowly he is in his own eyes, this will bring his simcha out of his nefesh alakis when he engages in Torah that much more.
And that's why when the humbled are collected, they have celebration in Hashem. And this is the message of Harsinai, that it brought down Sina, Sina and Sina, a homophone, onto those Midois, that a person should scream down at his, uh, at his Yetzahara, and he should be aggressive towards it. Primarily, the issue is the bloatedness of the Yetzahara. And that's the bitle that needs to be achieved. Now, Maimer says, quote from the Sarasad Dibrais, Faydabal Akim is called Farm Ela Lemar Anoichi. Hashem spoke all of these words to be related, beginning with Anoichi from Pashas Yisrael. So, what does it mean, all of these words? It could have just said, Hashem said, Anoichi. What's with the introductory clause of all of these words? But however, what does it mean, these words, Ha'ela? This is that which is evident to us, as if it's laid out before you. That's why. Devarim begins with the phrase, these are the words that Moshe spoke. This is evident, which is not the case when it says, and it says, Moshe heard the voice of Hashem, and so on, where it was less obvious. And that's why it's called Mishnah Torah, that is the book of Devarim, because it is like the second to the king, like we quote the quote from Esther, that it's not the level of Torah itself, which is from Hashem, which is ultimately hidden, but this is the revealed quality that Moshe spoke. And therefore, Teresh which is the characteristic of Gile Torah, of Ksav, that the Teresh is the explanation of the mitzvahs, the way they are hidden in Teresh Ksav. Regarding all of them, it says, these are the words, that is, every level of the revealed Torah that is both the Teresh Ba'peh, Mishnah Torah. It's all subsumed within the Aserah Sadibrais, like it says, Vayedabra Lekim in Sinai. That is mitzamtim, the orin soif, into the quality of Elohim, the midah of tzimtzum, all of these ideas, because they were all heard from the Almighty. And this is the idea of the giving of the Torah. That was with clamor and noise. The lechayr, the seresadibras are pretty obvious things. Don't murder, don't commit adultery. What's all the, the rash? But the point is that the ultimate objective of Torah is the revelation of the infinite which is literally infinite, that is invested within Torah, which is the wisdom of Torah, that him and his Torah are one. He is the knower and the knowledge, that it should be revealed down here in the physical. And this is what it means, is called in order that we say, that is the very essence of Hashem, the revealed level, that it should be your personal God. In order to reach this level, the first has to be Sefirah Soimer, that's the seven weeks of counting the Oimer. Because it says from Kama when the wheat is in harvest, that is the natural midas of the Nefesh Bahamas, which assert themselves in the Yeshus, they rise up, they stand up in this way, and the natural midas are very strong in the body, and they are very naturally impulsive, and they have to be humbled, and they have to be brought down through a skafi and a sapla, and they have to be turned into the harvest, to be cut down, and thus transformed into edible. And these are the seven natural midas, the seven weeks that we count, that they should become batal to Hashem, to the seven midas, the Hashem Hagadul of Agavura, like we know from the Divri Ayamim, it's incorporated in the davening, that is a total bitl. Like we say, l'cha Hashem, it's all to you. And this is what we say, that all that rise up before him shall be cut down. That means that which rises up should be cut down before you. Oispeis, what does this mean? That says where, uh, that we have, mount, we, we have uh, discussed and we have concluded that Talmud study is greater than deed. And the Pasuk says, all that I desire is not worthwhile. That is, even the desires of heaven, like Yushami says, that even one thing of Torah, the mitzvahs, all the mitzvahs can't stand against one concept of Torah. 
So the Gemara asks the question, I, it says, all your desires are not worthwhile, even the desires of heaven. And it says, all your desires are not worthwhile. <coughs> suggesting, not like the first passage that just says all desires, the second one is yours. So we explain, here's why a mitzvah that can be done by somebody else. If somebody else can do the mitzvah, let them do the mitzvah and you study Torah. If they can't, then you do the mitzvah. What we conclude is that we put aside Torah study only if no one else can do the mitzvah. But all the mitzvahs that could be done by somebody else do not compare to Torah. Now, this seems odd. Torah study is the depth and explanation of the mitzvah, how to do it. So how could it be that it is greater to study about the mitzvah than it is to do the mitzvah? Meaning, how could it be that the rule is we do not put aside Torah study and we do the mitzvah when seemingly the Torah study is only the explanation of the mitzvah? And again, when it can be done by somebody else. The point is, as it says in Pirkei Yavash, that there is no chachma, there's no yira. And if there's no year, there's, there's no chachma. So where was a person supposed to start? But we understand, based on what we explained, that the level of highest and orient safe that gives life to all the worlds from the highest levels is two characteristics. One is the way it fills the world, namalikolam, that the chayas should be invested within the world through the abundance of eshtalshalis, cause and effect, tzimtzum, bringing of the madregas from higher to low. Like Eoiv said, for my flesh I see God, that just like the investiture, of Seichel, into the Midas, and the Midas and the Machshav, and Machshav in Dibor, that it's manifest, level after level, until you get Machshav and Dibor and Maisa, and all four of your capacities, your ability to see, smell, touch, feel, and all the passion in your heart, and from there to all the body, they all receive their proper characteristic of uh, of the person's life. And all of this is through a Hishtalshalist. It's through an orderly process, and that's why it spreads out this power and it should be filled within the entire body. The entire body should be filled with this passion that is drawn to them. And each one receives according to its capacity. And this is not an expression of the koiches nefesh, because the nefesh itself cannot be divided up into individuated koiches. But each koiach is superimposed upon each other, or intertwined better with each other, and they don't have their own identity. However, these koiches that begin with chachma and seichel, that are spread out from the soul, are drawn out from the very essence of the soul. And therefore, they are called the intellect, uh, the nefesh of intellect. Regarding that, this is a reference to the seichel that is spread out from them, which is first and foremost of all the keiches. That even though there is not the revelation in the nefesh of a specific keich, nevertheless, the expression of the keich seichel that is spread out from the nefesh and even before it's spread out, it's just subsumed within the nefesh, but the nefesh is hidden. And this expression that it comes from the Helam Elagiloi is from Atmos. And therefore, even after the expression of the Gilead of this particular Seichel, that becomes identified, it's still unified with the essence of the soul. And it's called the soul that thinks. Similarly, in the Mashal is the idea of the Ishtalshal, that it spreads out from the highest of the Orinsei to give life to all the Olamites in a matter of like it says, you are Hashem exclusively, you made the heavens and the heavens of heavens, meaning you are exclusive, you are exclusive, absolutely unified. There's no other way of knowing you, you are not a composite of meters. You are the ones who made the heavens, that is the expression of the infinite light of Hashem, that is beyond at any level higher or lower, that this is only the Hispashtis alone, it's this level of Ha'ara, 
And then it says, and this is the level of shame. Like we say that your name is mentioned, that is like a person's name that we call him. And he responds by turning to us. Like it says, Hashem turned towards Havel in his gift, that he turned away and he directed his highest to the creation. And he is he is singular, the life force of all the worlds, the king, that he himself is exclusive. And he is the source of life of all worlds. The continuous sustenance of all worlds come from his quality of being Melech. And this Hamshachan expression is in the process of level to level. Because in the world of Atzilis, Hashem is all one. Or in Saif, that is absolutely unified with him, like it is, the unity of the intellectual soul with the power of the Seichel that is spread out from it. Because Atzilis is the level of Chachma, regarding which it says, Kulam Chachma regarding which it says, great is Hashem and praised is He and His greatness is unknowable and His comprehension is innumerable. And then it says, regarding the Srofim, the thousands upon thousands and so on, but is there still a way to count His troops? And from there they are distributed out more than they can be counted like the sky, stars in the sky. And then it says He takes out the numbered hosts. He takes them out. That is, He takes them from His personal and makes them public, because the personal is the level of Atzilis, where Hashem is contained within himself. And it's distributed out there from level to level to the Rishus HaRabim, to these areas of division. Nevertheless, uh, nobody is left out, that is, because of the quality of Bittal, that this is in the side of Kedusha. And even in the lowest levels, it is a total Bittal Ayesh in each world according to its level. And all this is that level of Aleph, which is Mamalikol Amen in the Seder Ishtashas.